You are listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you all the information you need for your short-term rental to stand out from the crowd. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the hospitality industry. I'm here to help, so you too can have direct booking success. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Direct Booking Success Podcast. I'm Jen Boyles, your host, and today I have Dina Steele with me, who is the founder of Keys to Kelowna. This is a luxury vacation rental agency operating in Kelowna, BC, Canada, and she is with me today. Hi, Dina. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm loving this because we are in the same part of the world. You're still a few hours away from me, but it's so nice to talk to somebody else who's also in this area of of Canada. Makes for scheduling quite easy. (laughs) It does. It makes it so much better for scheduling. We're on the same time zone. Let's get into your background. I want to hear more about how you started. How did you start in, in hospitality? Yeah, it was honestly, I hate saying this, but I feel like it was served up on a silver platter. (laughs) Uh, I have been, I've had my own um, investment property that I've operated as a furnished rental for over 20 years, but I wasn't really considering nightly rentals or even getting into the business of property management ever. I've been fascinated with real estate development. I had been working for a residential um, real estate developer here you know, my mom was a realtor when I was a kid. And I kind of thought that, oh, maybe I'll get into uh, like sales in some capacity. But I was working from home. I've been, you know, like a working nomad in the marketing space for over a decade. And I moved to Italy and I used an Airbnb. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's like a really unique demographic of people and the connections you made with the host. I was really fascinated. So when we moved back to Canada, I thought, you know what? I'm going to put my house that I've always offered as a furnished rental on Airbnb and see, because again, the demographic of people was really attractive to me. Took off, which was really cool. And I was like, I am moving out of this house full-time. I'm going to offer it. And it was super lucrative. Unfortunately, at that time, it was not legal to operate a short-term rental, but I found a way and all the guests were amazing. So it was never a problem in with my neighbors. I was sitting at, at my new home one day and I got an email from Airbnb. Offer it's saying, with the success of your property, would you be interested in helping other local homeowners with this? And I ignored that email for weeks. And I finally filled out, it took me maybe two minutes. I filled out the questions they asked me. And within three hours, I'd signed two properties. Wow. So, yeah. So, I guess as soon as I submitted my profile, it must have gone out to owners who had asked for help. So I got on a call right away. He had a furnished, two furnished homes, ready to go, photographed already on Airbnb. And I was like, you know what? Why not? We had a great conversation. And that's kind of where it all started. Word of mouth, you know, his it's birds of a feather. His mm. brother was talking about me at a party. Everyone seemed to have vacation rentals in Kelowna. And they were like, oh, I can hire this person. So it, it's kind of snowballed from there. Um And I have always loved customer service, which is why I think hospitality has been super fun and easy. The real estate paired with customer service is hospitality. Uh, Property management, 
long-term rentals. Like I had never enjoyed long-term rentals with my own property. So this was so appealing to earn revenue still from the property and meet the people. So I had been doing actually, I'd been meeting all of our guests for all of our listings up until the pandemic for personal check-ins. So still now we do self-check-in except with our VIP clients. I do like to go connect with them in person. So I will greet them and and get checked in. But yeah, it was kind of handed to me on a silver platter. But when I look back at all of the things that I've done, especially with like the marketing as well and my love for customer service and my passion for real estate, it was a no-brainer. But it was just offered to me versus me kind of having to search for, yeah. how do I use all of my skills? Well, and I think, you know, I love, I love this podcast because I love meeting people and talking to people and finding out how they sort of got into hospitality and especially into short-term rentals. And it's a common theme that it kind of just sort of happened, you know, <laughs> like they were out doing something else and this opportunity came along and it was like, hey, yeah, I like that idea. So, you know, I think it sounds great. And I think that's hilarious that it came from Airbnb, that it, that sparked the conversation, you know, and what year was that when that happened? Like 2014, 2013 in that season. Yeah. I was just sitting on my patio and I got an email and I ignored it. I don't open non-urgent, non-important emails. I leave them and I'll do a day of inbox zero. Yeah. And then I'll open 120 tabs and leave those for a few weeks. So that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And then I looked at it. I was just zeroing out my tabs and I was like, oh, this, what is this? So I thought it was yeah. so interesting. Yeah. And then so, three hours. <laughs> that's awesome. That was the only that was the only lead too that I got from that. So very serendipitous. And then it just snowballed word of mouth. So before yeah. we go any further, let's tell people where Kelowna is, because uh-huh. it's not like when I say Vancouver, everyone goes, oh, yeah, I get it. So where right. exactly is Kelowna, I guess, in relation to Vancouver, maybe? Yeah. Well, in relation to Vancouver, we're just inland, about a 35 minute flight. If you were to pop over the mountain range or a four hour drive. And we are what we call it Canada's California. So we're at the tip of the Sonoran Desert. So it's really hot and dry in the summer. We have over 200 wineries. We have a lake, a beautiful lake that spans like three cities and five regional districts. It's amazing. There's a, there's a, a mysterious, I call him a lake guardian, but he's our little lake monster. <laughs> Similar to the Loch Ness, because there are points in the lake where they have not been able to measure the bottom depth. So it's uh, tons of fresh water here. We're an agricultural hotspot. So like the farmer's markets are incredible. Yeah, we're just surrounded Mm -hmm. by... It is... Not enough people know about this place, honestly. And that's... They don't. It's it's so... Have you been? Of course. Of course. Of course. The Okanagan, I grew up because I grew up here, you know, outside of Vancouver here. So we used to go to the Okanagan a long time, uh, a lot. And my... My father worked in in the Okanagan, in Penticton, and in a Soyuz. And I had cousins in a Soyuz. I used to come up to Naramata. Mm-hmm. And but the orchards, the fruit picking, the wineries, you know, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful place. And the and the lakes in the summer, and yeah, it's a really different because people think of wineries and that of Sonoma you know, mm-hmm. California. And we have our own little California. I love the way you put that right here in the province of BC. 
So yeah, only a four hour, four hour drive from where I am. So yeah. No, yeah. I can't wait to bring my daughter up and show it to her. Yeah. Yeah. And we have because of the wine, we do ice wine here as well. We attract a lot of international travelers, which is amazing, which spreads out our high season. Prior to the pandemic, when international travel was very popular, we would have nine months of the year. So I had never considered my ego wants to invest in other markets to be like, oh, I have a condo in Hawaii and a condo in Costa Rica. And, yeah. you know, but truly our market are, is so strong here for most of the year. And then in the winter, we have incredible ski resorts with like champagne powder, nothing like Whistler. Like this is dry and fluffy. Mm-hmm. It's like you're floating on clouds. It's amazing. I love it here. And I've traveled a lot and there's just nothing like it. There's nothing like it. It's like south of France mixed with Hawaii, mixed with the beauty of British Columbia is like a forest, you know, the and and because the population is so small, like you can find beaches that are private. And that yeah. nobody is, yeah. you, know, you know, you have a whole beach to yourself. So yeah. it's amazing. It is. Come it's on, a lovely. Visit. I will be. Don't worry. Um, yes, I will be for sure. Now, one thing that I find really interesting is that your company, you call yourself luxury, luxury mm-hmm. vacation rentals. Now, I'm always a bit wary of that word luxury because it is so subjective. So can you tell me a little bit about why you use that word and and how you how you back up the goods, I guess? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's honestly, it's so irritating how overused the word luxury is. I don't think enough people actually know what that is. Um, and that's why I was saying earlier, it's not for everybody to operate in this space. There are, if you don't understand even just the finer finishings in the properties, Like when we're asking for, and that's why I had to change the word on our website from like ultra luxury to elite. Like this is an elite level property. Not everybody can experience this. Not everybody can afford this. Not everybody's used to this. Mm -hmm. And some, honestly, some people uh, don't like to travel and be fussy. Like sometimes people walk in, they're like, oh no, I'm scared I'm going to wreck something or I'm scared I'm going to make, you know, dirty the couch. (laughs) So I do find like luxury properties in our space are rare opportunities, very rare, whether it be rare on the inside or the outside, there's not a lot of them to choose from. I do find too, our luxury guests look at the properties almost like collector's items. So they never usually want to stay in the same one twice, which is why we always have to try and find new ones to bring. Interesting. They want to experience these experiences. So yeah, I find that they'll they'll want to try a new the new one. As soon as you get a new one, they want it right away. So it's really easy when you sign another one, you just reach out to your previous database and you're like, I have a new one for you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, but you're right. Luxury, luxury is overused. It's not new, cute, whatever. They are, it's just a special caliber of home that is rare for sure rare opportunity for you to 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 visit especially because it's very hard to get owners of these homes to hand their keys over (laughs) (laughs) because they have put so many extra a a little extra je ne sais quoi to the house Mm -hmm. and i should say and and it's not to say that you know luxury is not for everyone we get that 
you know, and I think there's nothing wrong with having a non-luxury property, you know, it's whatever property fits with your ideal guest and it works. I just love that you really lent into luxury. And I love the word elite too, because it makes it sound, it, it get, it, well, it almost drives that FOMO, doesn't it? That fear of missing out, elite. What is, what is that? Why is that elite? You know, I want to stay there, you know, and so that is a great sort of marketing tactic. So mm-hmm. what makes a property luxury? What makes this experience elite? Well, first, usually the value of the property. So in our case, we call it like beginner luxury uh, is over the $3 million mark. Usually I'm aiming for five. Again, rare. So the location, lakefront, extremely rare. There's only a few hundred homes. So there's only a handful of lakefront opportunities. And it's interesting. I happen to live on the lake. And before I moved here, I wasn't like, oh, you know, whatever. Like these big houses on the lake. But it is an experience in itself to have your own private beach, a private dock. There's no one in front of you, no houses or anything. Like it's just, it's pure privacy. And that's another thing some of our uh, customers are really concerned about is privacy. Like I've signed multiple NDAs. Unfortunately, I can't name drop and be like, so-and-so stayed here because, yes. yeah. <laughs> you know, which is unfortunate yeah. because it really helped with marketing, let me tell you. <laughs> But it, once you're in the network as well, it's super helpful where they just kind of do the marketing for you with, again, the birds of a feather, their same group. But yeah, location, very rare. And again, the caliber, the space that you provide, like someone, when these people are traveling, they come with their team, right? They'll come with the chef, they'll come with the nanny, everybody needs their own space, you have to have certain whatever. So offering that space, and then obviously amenities, just just at a higher level, like the space is an experience. The design is an experience. The services that you can offer, they don't need too many from you. Usually it's just like housekeeping and some recommendations, security. Some people are really concerned. They want active um, security alarms. There's just always a few things. Everybody will always have some sort of a special request. The garage, if they bring a supercar, they want to use, put their garage, you know, use the garage. Mm-hmm. Where I know a lot of like principal residents, homeowners, they'll lock the garage up because they've put all their goodies in there while they are away, allowing you to use the home. But And then I would say homes that are designed for hosting guests, not just your home that you live in that you're opening up to guests, but like designed for someone to have an experience mm-hmm. in your city. Mm-hmm. And what about the misconceptions? What are the misconceptions that people think you would find in a a luxury vacation rental? I wouldn't say there's too many misconceptions about the properties themselves, but mostly about the guests. Some people are very scared of the guests. They're like, oh, they're so high maintenance. They're actually the opposite. (laughs) They're the most organized. I would say from a property management perspective, my misconception was, is I, oh, I'll be speaking with the executive assistants or the house managers or something. But you're actually speaking to the individual themselves. Uh, at the end of the day, when it comes down to like payment or coordination or contracts, we're speaking with their team. But yeah, you end up, they end up reaching out to you directly, which is always amazing. So I nothing- was not expecting that. I was actually going say, I'm sure you're talking to the assistant. And that's why they're so well organized, but you're actually talking to that person. 
our first initial contact will always be the primary guest. Yeah. Sometimes I get handed off, whether it be to the wife or the assistant, and then I'll end up connecting with their team just to provide that extra level of service. You're bringing a private chef. Let me speak with the chef. What exactly does he need? Does he need to know where to buy the products that you're using? Does he need to ship? And I say he, they, if they, do they need to ship anything prior to, you know, what exactly do you need? And again, you're actually surprised at the level of simplicity that they require. Mm. So you, you, you make these assumptions that they're going to be needy and high maintenance and they're going to need all these things and they're a smooth running machine. They just want a, a safe home with, I think a lot of the challenges with vacation rentals is the inconsistency in the product. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I do believe they recognize or they're starting to recognize that sometimes self-managed properties can be very inconsistent because they're focused on, mind you, I I find self-managed can actually deliver sometimes better experiences depending Mm -hmm. on the owner and how involved they are. But yeah, the inconsistency. So I do find that it's a lot easier, I think, to market to this demographic as a branded entity with, again, multiple choices because they want those collector's items, you know, to, to stay in different properties. But And how many properties are you managing right now? Well, uh, depending on the season, right now we're between 17 and 34. So wow. just depends. Oh, that really fluctuates. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Uh, Some of these homes are temporary, right? Just seasonal because it's very hard to get full-time licenses for these large properties and um, the ebb and flow. So as you start to see, okay, which properties aren't performing, which are, you do kind of a purge of your inventory every year. So, And how are you finding these elite um, guests? I know you talked about word of mouth, but you have to sort of get the first few in the door before other people can hear from you. So how are you finding them? Or how are Um, they finding you, I guess is a better question. (laughs) Yeah. So I, not a ton, it's, there's not much for secrets. I basically decided that was the market I was going to go after. And I started marketing myself as going after that. And then word of mouth the neighbors, it's a slow burn for sure for getting that organic growth, but a neighbor sees you and then sees the operations very smooth. The guests are amazing. They ask you as you run into them in the driveway, how much money do you make or whatever? And you just kind of drop a few hints. And I will literally sign houses that are side by side because of exactly that, just kind of that organic growth. Mm -hmm. A lot of people do end up finding us online. We have some great SEO with our with our website and um, social media. I do mostly uh, behind the scenes networking with uh, realtors because we're the first point of contact really for the city. So when someone's coming to explore or to house hunt, like we're that first touch point when people come. So I definitely connect with a lot of realtors that way. And then we just kind of do like a little back and forth, you know, no financial relationships or rewards. We just kind of work together because you have to build the trust with them as well. Like I'm going to take care of these people because I understand luxury. I understand what that means. I understand the demands 
are or the requests or the concerns, especially again for privacy, these guests have. Yeah, there's just a mutual understanding. So I would say like if you're interested in getting into this market, does do the finer things, are they... uh, are they a mystery to you? Or do they make you uncomfortable? You know, like, mm-hmm. what are you really attracted to? And if you're not, that's okay. Because again, there's a lot of people that can't, like, this is a, it's a small market. So it's, it's, they're a lot harder to find the houses. It's a lot harder to find the guests. Do you have that kind of patience? Do you have that kind of risk tolerance? Like, where are you on that comfort level? Because it is a totally different beast for marketing. Yeah. 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 Well, I can see, because, you know, you just go online, go to any Facebook group, you know, with short-term rentals, vacation rentals, and it's, you know, what discount are you giving? You know, when you, (laughs) when you send out your newsletter, are you disc, what discount are you giving? Discount, discount, discount. And I can tell that this is not what you're focusing on. The discount probably puts off people in these higher brackets. Exactly. Sometimes there is value in the price. And if you go around discounting your product, it's no longer that rare special item. So that is one really beautiful thing is you can kind of like dictate your price. And I'm sorry, if you want to stay at this property, that's the price. (laughs) Yes. Very rarely. Sometimes you can like, oh, roll in something, but it's not rolled in. It's just one bundled price. Everyone obviously loves a deal, but yeah, you're not discounting the product because you're not making it available to everybody. So mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, you imagine someone who who spends $40 on a purse and someone who spends 40000 on a purse. Like you're like, at the end of the day, you're like, what's the difference? It's sometimes the fact that it's very rare. Somebody cannot carry a $40,000 purse. And that's why I love this purse. There's just people out there like, yeah, it must be nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 One day but, I'm waiting for my waiting yeah. for my <laughs> <laughs> But that's the thing is it, it's you know, you've dialed into your ideal guest. You know who that person is inside and out. You know, you know under their skin what they want and you provide mm-hmm. it for them. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that I come back to so much, especially on this podcast, is that ideal guest who is the right person. And you know, it's not it's going to be easy. But it's easier when you know who they are, that the right fit, just everything that all the stress sort of falls away from the problem, doesn't it? It just starts to move smooth. So let's talk about the guests. So you were talking about doing a lot of networking, real estate agents, you know, you are doing marketing, but it's more behind the scenes. Can you talk a bit about that, of things that you're doing? Mm -hmm. Mm Well, so uh, it's just relationship building. So I thought there was a particular person that I was targeting mm-hmm. because we do get a lot of traffic in this city from hockey players. So mm-hmm. what I started to do was literally hunt them down on Instagram. Many of them have private accounts. So go ahead and request request, request, request. I requested that every hockey player, all their friends, their wives, their parents, you name it. I was like, I'm getting in there. First of all, to study that avatar mm-hmm. and just get in front of them. Oh, keys to Kelowna. I love Kelowna, you know, just yes. a little natural organic way of doing it. But I quickly found out their budgets were not 
what I needed. I needed more. I was actually very surprised. So I had to pivot (laughs) (laughs) to like CEOs of companies, right? Yeah. So they're the ones with the actual cash and which is funny. You're like, oh, these people have like $80 million contracts, but you're like, yeah, but it's, it's like a finite resource where I think CEOs kind of think a little bit different. And then when you're talking like some of these hockey players are like Canadian hockey players that came from small towns. They are still, they may have the money. They can't swallow that pill. They're like, this yeah. is insane. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, basically. And then I just keep in touch with these people because I see the value of their network once you're in that trusted circle. So I keep in touch with them on social media. So again, it's still that slow burn. Like, hey, how are you doing? Or whatever. I have a new property. Or they follow me back because they're interested in seeing like what's going on in Kelowna. Or this person's very interesting. <laughs> what else? It's honestly, it, it, and maybe I'm, I don't do a lot of paid. I don't do any paid, actually. I rely on the aesthetics, the unique aesthetics of our website. I think we did a little bit of a different we went for more of an art, uh, artistic editorial vibe for the website just to stand out a little bit different. Our website is not focused actually on guest acquisition. It's more owner acquisition. But yes. it's just I think because of the aesthetics and the uniqueness of the website, that really helps with the guests. They're able yeah. to inquiries every day for, for the properties. So. No, and I think what you're doing is, is obviously a winning a combination. And from what I know from like the south of France and sort of that Riviera, it's the same thing with their sort of more luxury guests. They find you, you find them. It's a conversation. It's a relationship. You know, it's through, you know, the property manager or it's through a neighbor or whatever it is. But it's not in the same way that most of us are marketing our properties where we're talking about, you know, why do you want to come, you know, and what you want to see and why do you want to stay here? It's a different league, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost like not ego, but there is a something where it's like, oh, so-and-so said this was great or and it's and it. So my goal with the company, so I've lived in the city for 35 years off and on, and I have been dying to see this little city grow up. We are sorely lacking in many departments like restaurants and culture and art scene. And I know what we need is more influential people to move here or to bring their money here. Mm-hmm. Because then the rest of us can benefit from the amenities, right? So I've always I've always been like, we need these people here. And sure enough, you bring them you impress them. The city just does it. We have world-class amenities here that nobody knows about. It's So it's rare in their circle. So then they decide to move here, which is always a bummer because they're not a return guest anymore because now they've purchased mm. a home. <laughs> that happens quite a bit. You're like, you get two seasons out of them and then they buy their own mega mansion and you're like, oh, I've lost you. But then they bring their friends. <laughs> of then course, their friends- they need somewhere to stay. They need somewhere to stay, then they buy and the cycle continues. But it's like that, it's that like rare. Yeah, I don't have the word to describe it because it's not like your ego, but it is like, oh, it's almost like your peer group is doing it. So it must be, you know, again, those people of influence, it's like a snowball effect. So and it's a different level of marketing. And what I've seen on um, a few places like villas in the south of France where their website is almost nothing. Like there's almost nothing there. And it's like, you have to, 
you have to inquire. And this is something that I would normally say to people is, no, you want people to be able to book right then and there on your website. But this is a whole other breed of guest where it's like they don't want to be going somewhere where everyone else is going. They want that, you know, that gem that is the secret. So, yeah, I think it's really exciting what you're doing. And not everybody can do it. And not everybody's area is the right place. Exactly. You know? You've got, sounds like you've got the perfect storm there in Kelowna. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic for sure. ROI is a little bit of a challenge here because the real estate's so expensive. And I find when pricing these units, people love round numbers. So, and the prices aren't fixed. Like the, how long are you staying and what time? Because I'm like, I need to find you a nice round number. <laughs> yeah. And what currency are you shopping in? So if I know you're coming with American currency, I know I have a little bit more wiggle room here because it's not going to sting as much as if I'm pricing for a Canadian buyer. So yes. yeah, things are, are it is it is a little bit of a perfect storm here. But yeah, there's still a lot of management on that to get it to get it there. But yeah, yeah the ROI is is the pickle. I look at other markets and I'm like, oh, you're getting the same amount of annual revenue, but the cost of your real estate is like 20% of what ours is. So yeah. I've loved this. I loved, you know, sort of dipping in to your your world and the luxury vacation rental company that you've created in Kelowna. I think this is amazing. And I love that you're only four hours away, so I'm coming. <laughs> now, I might not stay with you. <laughs> we have, we still have some budget friendly, but they're just a little bit nicer. <laughs> so we actually still keep a pretty diverse portfolio. And I think that's important for everybody to think about mm. because markets ebb and flow. And sometimes you're like, oh, but the rich, they'll always have money. But if there's a downturn in the market, people do slow things up. Or if there's a flashy market, like Europe is very flashy right now. Like Europe is blowing up. So people are dumping their time and money into that market, going and having those beautiful vacations. So I see like a three to five year cycle with some of these people coming back because they want to go do the next new thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then they'll come back. So by having a diverse market for me has been really supportive. So, you know, even like I would have never have taken on a one bedroom condo mm -hmm. back in the day, but I can't keep them vacant. There's so many reservations for those right now with our executive rental stays. So I really do think that diversity is key, but my ultimate focus is on the big needle movers on that like top 20% of our properties. So no, we still have affordable places to say we're definitely on the higher end of all of the I options that you have out there. But again, it's because we offer a consistent experience and, and a yeah. little bit more polished um, properties. I love that different sort of levels of of guest experience. I think that's, that's really great. And I have to ask you, with your position there in Kelowna and your experiences, and you've been doing this a long time, what mm -hmm. does direct booking success mean to you? It means that I don't have to be concerned about the price in the market. So what I mean by that is because we have a lot of people just come directly to us. They don't shop around. So we don't have to w concern ourselves with 
What are other people doing? Because when there's a huge surge in inventory, people panic price mm-hmm. and it drives everyone's revenue down. And we don't have to worry about that because people are just coming straight to us. They just give us their wish list. We send them options. We send them pricing. And so that for me has been incredible. And again, we're probably doing 80% of our revenue now is direct book. And I think a lot of that is because people are just coming to us because they know we'll just take care of them and whatever the cost is. They don't think they're being taken advantage of. I'm not mm-hmm. taking advantage of everybody, but I don't have to it. worry about I don't have to worry about what the market's doing. And yeah. I really think that that's what it has done makes me so happy. <laughs> yes. For the direct book volume that we're doing now. I that's, oh, that's my wonderful. Part. Great. Now I'm going to put all your links in the show notes so people can go check you out on Instagram and see what you're doing. Go check out your website. It's called keys, keys to Kelowna.com. So I'll put those links in. Now, I also want to talk about something, another way that listeners can connect with you. Can you tell us about this other project that you're working on? Yeah. So there's a few things, but one of uh, like a free resource where you can see me every week, I meet with a group called the Real Hosts of Short-Term Rentals, kind of a play on the Real Housewives. And there are six of us from around the globe. So we meet every Monday at 1030 Pacific Standard Time and we live stream our mastermind group. So we just get together and we kind of deep dive on a particular topic in the business of STR each week, whether it's something that we're dealing with in our business or something that uh, common questions that we're getting. So that's what we'll do. Sometimes we'll host uh, hot seats for guests that are attending live or answer questions that come in that way. But yeah, it's super fun. So we are live on Facebook. We should be live on Instagram and YouTube by the time you're hearing this. You can just search The Real Hosts to find us. And yeah, if you have any questions, we all do somewhat private, semi-private coaching, but this is the free avenue that you can come in and kind of just see like six different businesses from different parts of the world and how we operate. And hopefully one of us will have something that will like resonate with you or feel relatable in your business. So if you're not into the luxury, maybe you're into arbitrage or maybe you own all your properties, you know, that we've got, we've literally got somebody and that does something different, you know? Yeah. No, it's great. Cool. And I'll put those links in the show notes too. And I just thank you, Dina, so much for coming on today and sharing your story, talking about your direct booking success. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Hey, thanks for listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast. For more information about this episode and others, head to the website directbookingsuccess.com slash podcast. See you next time.